What's going on, everybody? Glenn P. Brooks Jr. here. I'm an author, I'm a speaker, and I'm a coach. And I want to welcome you to We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. I get the opportunity to add value to entrepreneurs, business owners, and ministry leaders, both on and offline. And this episode is going to be no different. Stick around, and we're going to get started right now. Well, I'm excited to be back with you guys for another episode of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Now, I'm Glenn P. Brooks, Jr., and every single day I get the opportunity to show up and add value to some incredible leaders. And one of the challenges, guys, that I often run into is, Coach, you know, how do I get my team to buy into where we're going? Uh, I've had the luxury and the, and, the, uh, and the privilege, I consider it, uh, to working with some pretty brilliant people over the years. And, and when I say smart, you, you know that when you're in a room with people smarter than you, 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 you know that because it causes you just to sit down, shut up, and take notes. Like, you ain't got nothing to say because these people are clearly uh, at the tops of their game. But even with leaders like that, they often run into challenges when it comes to getting their teams to buy in. And so today, we're going to talk about three secrets to creating buy-in. I want you to write that down somewhere. Three secrets to actually creating buy-in. And I'm using that word creating because buy-in just doesn't come naturally. When you're dealing with human beings, what you have to always remember is you're dealing with people with the ability to choose. You're dealing with people with free will. You're dealing with human beings that are organic in nature, and as a result, oftentimes they're coming to you even when they're working on your team, and they have their own agenda. As a coach, I get a chance to work with people both in the personal and professional development space, and one of the challenges, uh, particularly with couples, is when one wants to go one way and another wants to go another way, their challenge becomes, how do I get the other to buy in? And that takes skill. And so today I want to help you guys understand there are three secrets that if you kind of implement these things, I think it really will help you. As leaders, you no doubt have plenty of initiatives on your plate. That's for sure. Uh, Simply offloading those initiatives onto your team is not ideal. Instead, I want you to think about creating buy-in for them, which will in turn provide an instant boost to productivity, morale, employee turnover will be uh, at an all-time low, and job satisfaction would be at an all-time high. Number one, I need you to understand that one secret is is to get to know your team. I need you to write that down, to get to know your team. Now, I do this in a way that um, really benefits our team is by understanding their temperament um, of each team member. Um, as a certified DISC trainer, uh, I've been working in around people's temperaments and actively uh, teaching this kind of stuff for the last 20 years, right, in different spaces. And here's what I can promise you. Uh, Having become an actual certified DISC trainer, one of the things that I've recognized is that I do not bring people on my team if I can't understand how they move temperamentally. One of the first things I do, one of the first things I do, if you want to be on our team, now, by the way, this is not just hiring a team member. This is even people who volunteer with us. I want to give you a personality assessment. And the reason why is because when I can understand how your temperament shows up, I can understand also how to connect to you. If you look at the DISC assessment, the D, the I, the S, and the C, for those of you guys who have spent any time in a psychology course in, uh, in college, the D would be that choleric. The I would be that sanguine. 
the S would be that uh, that uh, melancholy, and the C would be the phlegmatic. We call the D a lion, the I a flamingo, the S a chameleon, and the C a turtle, because it's a little bit easier to understand those na those those uh, characteristics of those animals. A D a lion, they move with purpose. They're not interested in a lot of fluff. They're not interested in a lot of small talk. They just want to get it done. They generally, as an extrovert, please do me a favor, mute your microphones while you're on stage. We are recording, guys. Um, I just need you to understand this really, really, really clearly. If you are, and by the way, during this podcast, we are recording live while we're here on Clubhouse, and so that's the reason why I said that. Some of you guys on the podcast just said, well, I don't have a mute button. Like, I don't know what you just did, Coach. What was that all, <laughs> all about? So no worries. I wasn't talking to you guys who listened to the podcast. I was talking to our Clubhouse audience where we get to record this. But I want to go back to that. You need to get to know your team. A D on the DISC assessment is the kind of person, that's where you make your decisions from. That's the part of your temperament where decisions come from. If you're a high D, you generally don't think very thoroughly through details. If you're a low D, you're the kind of person that absolutely will think through all of the details and you won't move because your lion will not allow you to because it's more of a low-level lion. Think of a lioness in the wild. She's going to lie in wait. She's going to hunt for another day. She's going to pick her prey very carefully. The high D, the male lion in this particular case, he's going to jump out the first thing smoking. If you have a person on your team who is a high D, you might not want them to greet people at the door. You, you may not want a high D to answer your phones. They're extroverted. They're, they're, they're the most. The same would be for an eye. A flamingo temperament or a high eye temperament is the kind of temperament that is highly sociable. They generally are super talkative, and they generally don't have any, any, any act right. <laughs> they're highly sociable. Those are the kind of people you can't threaten them with a good time. That would be me. <laughs> now, I'm 99% I am my natural. I'm 95% in my adaptive. I wake up like this all the time, highly energetic. But it's my ability to cross over into, let's say, my chameleon, which is the next letter up, the D, the I, the S, the S, that chameleon, that's the part that shows up to support. Now, I only have 39% of that, but I often will operate in 100% of that 39%, thus giving me the ability to slow down to be concerned about your feelings, to make sure I'm listening. Chameleons are great listeners. If you notice, my tone will often come down, and when I'm connecting with a turtle temp or a chameleon temperament, I have to understand that anything vibrato, anything loud, anything super, super direct may scare them. And so oftentimes the way I talk to them is a way of encouraging them to come sit down and have a, have a cup of tea with me. Notice I didn't say a cup of coffee. We want to think soothing when we talk to chameleons. The truth of the matter is chameleons are highly supportive of the team. Those are the people that you can constantly count on. If you have a chameleon on your team, they probably should lead your customer service division because they're going to be super sensitive about the customer experience. Now, you don't want them to be too high C because if they are, I mean too high S because if they are, they generally will stay stuck and overthink things. But if you get one that's middle of the road that can connect with people, you're doing a great job. We're talking about secrets to creating buy-in. Number one is to get to know your team. I'll talk a little bit about the C, which is the infamous turtle. The turtle temperament or the phlegmatic temperament in a psychological term is that temperament that is super analytical. We often think of turtles as slow. I want y'all to just kind of check that. Turtles are not slow. They're cautious. 
And the reason that they don't move is not because they can't move. Think of a snapping turtle. can move pretty fast and will bite you. The truth of the matter is turtles, generally speaking, are going to overthink the whole situation. They're analyzing. Turtles need answers to move. You have to give them a reason to move. Turtles can't be sold easily. So when it comes to getting buy-in, you can't sell a turtle. You have to present the information factually, give them time to make a decision, and once they make a decision on it, what they do is they generally gravitate toward what makes sense. You have to communicate really clearly when you're dealing with turtles. I'm giving you guys an understanding of this DISC assessment because number one secret to creating buy-in for any team leader, for any visionary leader, is that you're going to have to get to know your team, number two. Number two is really, really important, and if you are a high D or high I, you don't do this well because I promise you in your mind you ain't got, quote, time for this. I, I ain't got no time for this. That's how you think. But number two, I want you to spend as much time explaining why as what explaining the why as much as you do the what. See, as a high D, I can often tell you what I need you to do. Hey, listen, I need you to come over here, do this, sit down, do da-da-da-da. I recently did an event, Bootstrapping Your Way to Success, and there was a moment live while we were online, while we were in the room, and I had I called an audible, and I needed my stage people to understand what I needed for them to do. And I just stopped and went in straight director mode. Listen, I need you to grab that table, you to put that there, you to do this. While the audience is sitting there watching me because I was flowing in a high D, the truth of the matter is I was not explaining the why at that particular point. I was explaining the what. Now, my team knows my voice, and so they're able to respond to that because they already have buy-in. So they don't get their feelings hurt when I go into this mode. But if you don't have a relationship with your team, I promise you, you are barking up a tree that's getting ready to give you a serious problem. Spend as much time explaining why. Remember, Remember, people rock with you because of why you do what you do, not because of what you do. Listen, it's very important for people to understand. Listen, here are the implications, I'm sorry, of what we're doing, and here's the rationale for doing this work. They need to understand the why. So the way that looks is it is sitting everybody down. Hey, guys, today is going to be a really, really long day. This is a conference that we're doing, the first post-pandemic conference that we're doing, and I'm talking to my team. I've got my D's, my I's, my S's, and my C's all represented, but I'm having a meeting before the meeting, and I'm saying there are going to be times where I'm going to have to call an audible. I may have to throw a ball in a direction that you were not prepared to catch it. I just need y'all to pay attention, be dialed in, and rock with me because I have no idea how this thing is going to completely turn out. Are we good? Let me tell you why we're doing that. We're doing that because this event is called Bootstrapping Your Way to Success. People need to understand what it looks like to have to make an adjustment on the fly and not let your feelings affect the way you flow. There are a lot of people in business, and they're going to be looking at us guys online, looking at us from the audience, and they are stuck in their minds because their feelings get in the way of how they flow. As a result of that, it shuts them down, and they cannot be productive. So I need you guys to rock with me because, one, I don't know how things are going to go, but, two, I need to let them see what we, how we flow and how we move. Y'all good with that? Yeah, Coach, let's get it. Okay, y'all, come on, let's pull it in. Team on three. One, two, three, team. Boom, we gone. And we on about our business and we're going about our day. Do y'all see that? That was me explaining the why. So that now when I have to implement the what or give them a directive, they understand that most leaders assume people know why. There's a level of assumption, and to, to be honest with you guys, the older I get, the less I assume. 
I just simply ask because I recognize by definition assumptions mean I don't have all the answers. So I'm not audacious enough or bold enough just to assume I know when I don't. If you are going to create buy-in, if you're going to get your team to rock with you, you're going to have to spend time explaining the why as much as you do the what. Number three, I need you guys to focus on the goal but be flexible with the initiative. I'm going to say that again. Number three is I need you to be focused and really, really lasered in on the goal, what you want to accomplish. But I need you to really understand that you got to be flexible on the way you can accomplish it. Here's what I know. Goals indicate where you want to go. The initiatives indicate the path to get there. Here's what's critical at this point. Clarity. Clarity is key. A lot of times, particularly if you have on your team a bunch of S's and C's, you know what you need? They need they need more than anything, they need clarity. Those are the kind of people that quite frankly can't move without a job description. What am I what is my job? What is my role? What is my responsibility? What do you need me to do? Like A, B, C, D, E. My wife is like that. I cannot just uh, give her what we call we call a drive-by instruction. You know, we we work from home. <laughs> and we both work in the business. We work from home. And there are times I want to yell out of my office and say, hey, Cherie, can you do this, this, this? And she'll just meet me with silence. And you know what I know what that means? Text me, email me what it is that you need me to do. And I need instruction, sir. Now, if I keep yelling like that, she'll ask me very kindly, hey, 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 listen, <laughs> A, I'm in the middle of something. B, you already know I don't process that way. C, can you do me a favor? Can you text that to me? Can you email to me that to me? But because of my temperament as a high D or high I, I don't think like that. So for me to be able to slow down, focus on the goal, but be flexible in the way that I get there, it helps my team to understand with great clarity what is the mission at hand and what is it that we need to accomplish. I hope these three secrets to creating buy-in has really helped you. Uh, we're going to be back in another episode talking about more things that will help you guys. I promise you, at the end of the day, you cannot get to any place of significance by yourself. And the reason is, it's because we all need some help. I'll see you guys on the next edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Well, I'd like to thank you guys for joining us once again for another edition of We All Need Some Help Wednesday, the podcast. Uh, be sure to download this, and if you need to connect to us any kind of way, uh, you can reach us at www.glennpbrooksjr.com. At the end of the day, y'all already know what time it is. You cannot get to any place of significance by yourself because we all need some help. Y'all be good, and we'll talk soon.